there's never enough time. Never enough for what? To satisfy a woman. Then you never want to miss an opportunity. Are you busy? I'm meeting my husband. If I were him, I would not keep you waiting. So how much time does it take to satisfy a woman? Oh, uh, <laughs> like my man said there, it's there's never enough time. So it is impossible. It's true. You, it's true you, weren't, you weren't expecting that, were you? No. But I was because this is episode 69 of the Last Row podcast. <laughs> my name's Drew. Come on, come on. Joined across the room by a bad way. How soon is too soon to put a sex joke in the beginning of our episode? Well, I'm not going to edit it out, so we're going <laughs> to... We're, we're going to admit it, and we got a sex joke. We're just going to keep moving. All right. <laughs> As I mentioned at the top, my name's Drew, joined across the room by Bad Way. If you're looking for our, west, our website, thelastrowpodcast.com, we're on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We've got a couple new likes. Thanks to everybody that hit that like button. We're now on Spotify, as I mentioned, if you want to listen to our show out there, head out to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. We got a new review this week, thanks to everybody that's left us one so far. How, how long have you been married, Drew, to your current wife? Oh my God, are you really going to put me on trial here? Yeah. <laughs> 2014? <laughs> All right, so well, she's still waiting. So it's at least that long to satisfy her. Yeah, she's still waiting. <laughs> so what movie did we do this week? Oh, I forget. Uh, <laughs> you forget already? We did Fifty Shades last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. This So uh, we got Time Cop. Thanks to Brian, man. Brian, dude, you helped us get this to the top of the list because yeah. as Bowie mentioned last week, every week we kind of, I had this on the list. It's always second place. And it was always second place and Bowie agreed this week. So thanks to Brian for, for getting this to the top. See, now, uh, all my notes here says it was made in 2017, but somebody didn't edit the sheet properly. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my 1993, mistake. if I go through the catalog. At least I didn't leave the inept on the director yeah. or so at this time. Pretty sure it was 93, maybe 94. Who's it counting? was. Bad note taker. Yeah. Fantasy slash science fiction slash time travel. Directed by Peter Hyams. Hyams. Second Peter Hyams directed movie we've done. What was the first one, Drew? Triumphant Return of Peter Hyams. I can't even remember. Sudden Death. Also Jean-Claude Van Damme. Did they have a working relationship or was this just like... This led to Sudden Death. Yeah, I mean, did did he say, did they write Sudden Death with him in mind? I can't even remember. Interesting, both movies had to do with time. Yes. Not not interesting at all. One was counting down. (laughs) IMDb 5.8 out of 10. Too low. Too low. Rotten Tomatoes, 44%. Way too Way low. Way too low. Way too low. When mankind perfects time travel, the government establishes the Time Enforcement Commission to thwart criminal attempts to alter the timeline. Can I just say right off the bat, Time Enforcement Commission. That's a mouthful. <laughs> That's why they go by TEC. And I think it's a horrible name. The Federal for, Bureau. For the, for the Time Cops. Why yeah, did they like, just call them the Time Cops? Yeah, I mean, Time Cops, Time Enforcement Commission. Yeah. Are you enforcing time like you're keeping people on a timeline? Yes. Are you like, oh, don't take too long. The yeah. Time Enforcement I mean, Commission. Yeah, there's like, you go many different directions. Police Officer Walker, Max Walker, is recruited by TEC Commander Matt Zook. Matuzik. Matuzik? I don't know how to say this guy's name. Matuzik. But soon finds his investigation of Senator Aaron McComb being thwarted by elements within the government. When Walker's wife, Melissa, is attacked, <laughs> Melissa, he must travel across time to rescue her. 
save the future. Didn't it? Doesn't that make it seem like she was lost in the ether? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> Rescue somebody, her from time. Like, they took her in that little roller coaster thing, yeah. and she's like floating in time yeah. somewhere. It's like, imagine like what the inside of a clock looks like. Yes. I'm not talking about the gears. I'm yeah. talking about like the metaphysical sense of the clock. That's what I'm saying. Or like an in interstellar. She's behind yeah. the bookshelf, yes. like McConaughey. Exactly. Like she's like twiddling with time. That's where she is, and he must save her. He's got to travel across time to find her. That, maybe, that's what that says to in, me. In the 2017 reboot, maybe. Did you do you know what the tagline for this one is? I can see it right here. It says, Turn back the clock and your history. How do you feel about that? It's pretty awful. strong. I think, I it's, think strong. it's pretty strongly awful. I'm going strong on that it's, one. It smells very strongly. <laughs> Financials. <laughs> this movie would I would you believe it if I told you it cost twenty seven million? I would not, but well, yeah, well, maybe. And I and I did I kind of would believe it, yeah. And I did a little research. Remember yeah. last week? Or two weeks ago, when we were really horrible movie industry industry insiders, and we didn't know whether the the budget included the actor salaries, fee. it definitely does. It does, of course, it does, it does. right? Yeah. It de- of course, we were yeah. idiots. But having said that, how much of that was was special effects versus Van Damme's salary? Because I tell you, these special effects were not that great. Yeah, well, Van Damme, like I don't know how much people made. I remember when like when Jim Carrey made twenty million for Batman Forever. I think was yeah. like a big deal. So you got to think Van Damme's making like maybe less than half of that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know how much we can talk a little bit about the set pieces. I'll tell you, it made 101. The return was 101, according to IMDb. It's pretty strong. Which is, you know, that's good, right? You're better than some of the other movies we've watched. I think especially maybe in the 90s, people might be put off by a time travel movie, but they'll be put on by a Van Damme movie. Where did the, so we talk about the actor salary, but where do you think the other millions went within this? Because you got... The set pieces, yeah. which were kind of weak. Yeah, well... I'm not complaining about it either. I'm just saying. Well, I thought it was interesting. So they set this movie in 2004, where present day in the movie time was 1994, also when the movie was released. So they only put it 10 years. So they put a timestamp on time travel existing 10 years into the future of their own movie. Yes. Which is not a lot of time if you think about a futuristic society where time travel is possible. So do you think that storytelling was on purpose so they didn't have to spend a lot of money to dress up a futuristic looking society with flying cars and crazy buildings? Yeah, well, I I think part of it was, and when you look at the actual set of this, like you had a couple set pieces, right? There was some outside shots of DC where they went up in the river at one point, but the majority of this was one car on empty streets in DC driving around. That car looked like a piece of crap. The only futuristic thing was the one car, right? And it looked like uh, something like a, a Lego it looks like it looked, it looked like, like a Lego, Lego yeah. creation, <laughs> it right? Like a Lego car, it looked like there was jagged no edges knows. and everything, right? <laughs> but it was like the only car. Shout it was the, the only car edge. on the streets. Yeah, we, right. <laughs> I've been to DC, man. Yeah, they 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 always got cars on the traffic streets. out out the ass. It's, traffic it's, traffic it's out crazy. the wazoo, right? Yeah. So, but then you got the the TEC office, and I guess that it's just a bunch of computers, and they were huge computers and CRT screens, very large computers. So you yes. got that. I don't know if there was much the clothes, else. Some clothes on some people. His maybe. apartment, maybe his apartment. Yeah, had he a was, flat, had a had a had a flat screen in the wall. Right, that's futuristic. And they they like put a cover over it to yeah. make it look like it wasn't a CRT four by three, which was good movie magic. Right, <laughs> but I, I don't know where the money went in this. And then some of their guns were like future like. 
pea shooting type guns with silenced, kind of silenced bullets. It looked like a, that was a weird futuristic weapon. It was a weak, weak weapons. Yeah. But I, I don't think that it cost them a lot. And the special effects were pretty limited too, because if you think yeah. about it, it was a couple bubbles that they made. Sure. It was bubbles. Was it. it was very substandard to the previously released Terminator 2, which like set the bar for time travel special effects. And obviously they didn't have the budget of a James Cameron movie. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think it was interesting that maybe they wanted it to seem like, oh, it's not that far off. Yeah, I think it was on. I think the storytelling was on purpose as to not break the budget on showing outside shots of DC. Yeah, you know, not looking crazy future. It's like a Minority Report type yeah. thing. Then they're then they're really right. breaking the bank. Yeah. But this kind of plays into the next part. We we talk a lot about critic reviews sometimes because we tend to love everything. If you listen to the show, you know that by now. But the except, critics, except for Fifty Shades Darker, Jack Shades Frost, Darker, Jack Frost, <laughs> two back to back. <laughs> But if you listen to this, you know that we typically do not agree with the critics. And I've I've got some reviews that I pulled here. These were like top reviews off of Rotten Tomatoes. The dates are all off because Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist when this movie came out. So yeah. all the dates are like 2000. So I don't know if they went back and unarchived them or whatever. But I'm going to read a couple to you and you tell me whether they're, the critic is being fair to this movie okay, or they're just, just being a jerk and they're writing I'll, it off. I'll be honest if, if they're being honest. So I, I'm going to just read the best one for the first the first one. Okay. This comes from Gene Siskel, RIP, from Chicago Tribune. Van Damme is compelling only when he takes his clothes off. Whoa, Gene. <laughs> Keep it in your pants there, yeah. Gene. Right? Yeah. I mean, what's that about? Well, first of all, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's very compelling. I think Van Damme actually did a great job of acting and emoting in this movie. He gets shit for his his accent because it's it's a different type of accent than Schwarzenegger, yeah. you know? It it's the same, like I guess the same idea, but for some reason people consider him at this time a second-rate Schwarzenegger, right? And I think that they gloss over the fact that he's actually a pretty good yeah. actor. It's only because he's doing smaller budgeted, you know, lesser no directors, lesser lesser type movies. A Schwarzenegger got all the big got the big stars. He's got James Cameron. Uh, you can't compete yeah. with that. It's speaking but, of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, let me well the piggyback on this. Let me ask you this: fair or unfair? Van Damme. When he speaks his lines, he's less believable as an actor yeah. because of his accent. But when he's emoting with strictly facial expressions, is he not a, a borderline very good actor yeah. to great? And if you watch Jean-Claude Van Johnson, if yeah. you watch JCVD, the movie, he's a great actor. Yeah, and, I, and I'm throwing the word great out there, and I don't, I'm not just like throwing that out there. I believe it. He's, he's great at... at Showy emotion on his face. If if you it's watch underrated, if you watch John Claude Van Johnson, yeah. especially, he's actually yeah. very good in that. Like I know that show got canceled by Amazon, yeah. which is stupid in my opinion, but he's a good right. actor. And JCVD, the movie with the bank robbery movie, and also this movie in Sudden Death. You know, I and definitely even, agree. And even there's glimpses of it in Bloodsport, even though that's way back earlier in his career when he was just a little baby actor. <laughs> you you remember when somebody asked us? Uh, was it on the mailbag episode? What what actor can you only see as the actor and not? Yeah. I I didn't think about him. But no. he, he's him. Like sure. I don't see him as Darren McCord. I don't see him as you know Max. Whatever. I see him as JCVD. Well, but that, that's well, not a bad thing. But that's with. I feel like that's with all action stars. Like yeah. Stallone is Stallone and Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger and Seagal. Seagal. The character name doesn't matter, yeah, right. right? It's just. But he's yeah. done more serious movies right. than most of these guys, I guess, and that's where I say it. Yeah. So anyway, you mentioned James Cameron. I want to mention something from Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times. Time Cop, a low-rent Terminator, is the kind of movie that is best not thought about at all, for that way madness lies. 
That's the first of many Terminator comparisons. First of all, who does he think he is writing this garbage? Right. Like, what does he, <laughs> he think he's a good writer? What does he think he's some kind of movie critic? <laughs> some kind of movie critic? And and here you go. I'm going to tell you, I'll read a couple more here, but time paradoxes are supposed to be mind-boggling. Time Cop has reduced them to a level somewhere between confusing and dumb. James Berardinelli from Real, Real Views. Oh, well, you know, I really respect his opinion. <laughs> Only no. worth renting if you've got a poker game and a bottle of Jack Daniels going. View it straight and you'll be too busy rolling your eyes to keep up. This one comes from Oz from Hollywood Bitch Slap. <laughs> this is a legit Rotten Tomatoes outfit here. Okay. Um, are you done? No. Okay. It is fun, but it's no Terminator. Robert Rotten from the Laramie Movie Scope. I believe it's pronounced Roten. Roten. <laughs> like like Joe Dierte. Joe Dierte. <laughs> Joe, Joe Dierte. And then the last one. Waste of a great premise. They go back in time to 1994. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> From Fred Topple about dot com. All right. Well. That's it. I'm okay, done. Well, I'm going to say this. This will tie into did you like the movie or did you not like the movie as, as a rewatch. I love the movie. Yeah. I had watched this movie since who the hell knows. Maybe like 1998, <laughs> I did, I watched it way after it was released. I thought it was a good movie. And it was great. I thought the time travel, I mean, obviously there's plot holes. There's plot holes in every time travel movie, but I felt like they did a good job of, there was complicated, how can I say this properly? And, uh, you know, we did 69 of these podcasts and I can't still speak (laughs) eloquently. It is 2 (laughs) a.m. So, so the time travel was complex and they didn't do a great job explaining it, but they didn't try to explain it. They kind of just let it be and told the story. They didn't need to. And I think that was a, that was a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I think when we watched this the other day, right, the conversation that you and I had was, this was a good movie because they didn't try to do too much. Time travel, even though it's in the name, the name is Time Cop. Yeah. It's not necessarily about the actual act of traveling through time. It's more about the cops that are in time, right? Right. It's it's like, whereas you could say Terminator is all about fixing the timeline and all this stuff. This movie is centered around Max who is a cop and has to go back and basically stop a guy. That's it. It's right. not, he's not purposefully trying to alter the timeline as we'll talk about in a few minutes. The guy's going back for money. That's right. it. He's thwarting a criminal's plan and that could be anything. And then this ha- movie, it just so happens to get into a little rocket ship and you go back in time. <laughs> Roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they don't, they don't spend much of the movie explaining the science of it. And that's a great thing. This movie should be 90 minutes maximum. And it is. And I think because it wraps up very quickly and there's a lot of action in between, there's there's no doubt. There's not a lot of downtime, borderline no downtime in this movie at all. And that's what I think makes this movie good. Yeah. And I, I think because they just take it straight and it was an hour and 41 minutes. Not, I mean, you count if credits. That, in yeah, there, right? right. Yeah. But I think when we watched it, you know, some of these movies, they have no business being as long as they are. And yeah. they're like two hours and 10 minutes or right. two hours and 20. It's like, just cut some stuff out. This got to the point, I thought, and it did it pretty well, and it contained it to, you know, this bad guy and a couple right. henchmen. And, and that was basically yeah. it. Yeah, this movie basically said, all right, we're doing tribe travel. Don't fact check us. Don't fact check us. Just go with us. Yeah. And they didn't bother explaining it. They didn't bother making it a half hour longer than it had to be. We're going to go back in time. Just don't worry about it. Just enjoy it. So I, I think so, we should... Uh, sorry, go ahead. But um, oh, to wrap up... To wrap up the uh, the reviews here and the bashingness and the Terminator bringing up, very unfair to compare this movie to Terminator. Very unfair. They're completely different. Yeah. The only reason they're comparing it to that is because it's got Van Damme and Schwarzenegger. But they're comparing it to Terminator 1, too, which is like 1984. This is 93, and Terminator 2 came out in, what, 92? Yeah. So it's not even... 
I, I don't even understand it. I don't get it. Yeah. It's, oh, it has an action start, so it must be Terminator. Right. That's and stupid. They're doing time travel, so uh, Terminator did time travel. But Terminator didn't do a ton of time travel in the movie. The right. story is is based in time travel, but it takes place on one one uh, line, yeah. one plane, and one... We don't go back in the past. We they don't, don't even leave after Yeah, that. don't leave. It's it's right there. So Reese goes back, Terminator goes back, and that's it. And it's, then Ter- Terminator 2 is like one of the best movies of all time, yeah. in my opinion. So it's... A Time Cop is just a fun action movie. Why would you compare the two? It's, I agree. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So let's talk about some of the characters, and we'll get through some of the plot points. This movie centered around Van Damme's character, Max Walker. He's a police officer when the movie opens, and within the movie opening, within 10 minutes, we get a love scene. <laughs> this movie is rated R, so it's been a while since we had you know, a love scene that wasn't Fifty Shades yeah. on this show. But it reminds me a lot of these movies in 1990, the 90s, where- Early to mid-90s. You yeah. got your R rating. You, you had gotta, to you get the R rating. So yeah. you got to show some boobs. Nowadays, people are trying to avoid the R rating, take the boobs out. Yes. This movie had to put the boobs in. And what I would what I would ask you is, <sighs> when you saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off, were yeah. you thinking, man, I, I'd love to see her in a love scene someday? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you got. Yeah, sure. Unless that wasn't her. Right. I don't think it was her. I think it was body double. <laughs> But I agree. Completely gratuitous. So they have this awkward scene in the mall that you heard in our opening and um, cut straight to the bedroom and they're mid-bone, right? Cut they're, to the they're, satisfaction. They're in the middle of it, right? Cut to the satisfaction. Yeah. And then after like the gratuitous minute of nipple and Van Damme's ass and everything and the abs and all that good stuff, they have a converse, they're having a conversation about how he should, he's got to go. And like, oh man. And she wants to tell him that she's pregnant, but she can't. Like that, they could have jumped from the mall to that conversation. Yeah, waking up when they're after, like at, at, at the, uh, the post coitus glow. Yeah, after she's already satisfied. Yes, and yes. he is satisfied. Yeah, where, he, where he put in the requisite time. You don't need the satisfaction. Yeah. We didn't have to do the R. This could have been a PG thirteen movie had that scene on it not existed. Not yeah, that I care one way or the other, but by and large, it's just a product of the time. There wasn't really any like true violence in this, right? Like, no, there, there's some, there's some shooting, there's some pew, some pew pew pew, and. Eh. Not a whole lot of blood at all, right? No gore. How do you feel about their chemistry, Melissa and and Van Damme? Like, do you think they had chemistry? Because I didn't, I no, wasn't sensing any. She, I thought Ferris Bueller and also this movie, she's not very good. And I don't think she's been in a lot of stuff. No. Like, whereas you got Seagal using, you know, Kelly LeBrock at the time, who's yeah. a pretty good actress. Like, they had chemistry, obviously, because they're married. And there's a whole story behind that. Right. But I don't know. I didn't really feel like... She's not very good. She's very monotone. And I, I just... I feel like that that'll mess up any chemistry. She didn't have a chemistry of Ferris Bueller. Yeah. I felt like the girl who was the kind of the dirty cop was yeah. a better actress. Sure. And she could have Absolutely. played his wife, I think, better. Yeah. Like I don't know. They had better chemistry than right. him in the Absolutely. Him and this woman. I agree. So I don't know. Do you think she should have told him she was pregnant before he left? Oh, see, and this, did you sense that she was pregnant? See, there's a meat on these bones here. <laughs> Tell tell me. There's two thoughts. Kick two, your feet two, up over there. There's two thoughts, two schools of thought here. So one, he's going to do a job, right? He's being called into action. For all intents and purposes, we expect him to return and not get attacked or his life be in danger. Any more so that his life is already in danger, his life of being a cop, whatever. So I get that she didn't want to tell him as like as you're walking out the door, oh by the way, I'm pregnant. Right? Yeah. I get it. She tried to keep him yeah. there. But how about you don't keep a secret from your husband, huh? Yeah, I mean, 
this is a touchy one because I guess maybe she didn't feel comfortable telling him yet or she was trying to wait for the right time. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird to me because I felt like I sensed what it was going to be. I mean, I've seen this movie before, right? Why, but Why did she tell him before the love scene? Yeah, maybe she was nervous. I don't there know. There was more, they had more time. Maybe they had more time. <laughs> And then, and then the love scene could have been more passionate. You know what she should have done? She should have got in the roller coaster, went back <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes ago, and yeah. then told him right. before he got the work call. So what do you think? I don't know. No, I I think she probably should have told him before that, but maybe she was nervous. But I think that, you know, at that point, it's impossible to tell him before he leaves because his yeah. head's going to be messed up. Yeah. You know, and, and not to jump ahead to the end, but like at the end when she does tell him, probably the worst acting of his career. Yeah. <laughs> She told him, I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like his reaction to that was yeah. so bland. That's one That's one emotion that he can't nail. That's why it, she was afraid to tell him. It's the, uh, is the I'm pregnant emotion. She knew how he'd react. Yeah. She, yeah. she was afraid to tell him. <laughs> so in, in this scene, you get introduced to a bunch of henchmen and things and guys, but most importantly, this Senator Macomb. Yeah. This... This guy who's just nefarious. Ruthless Senator McComb. Ruthless Senator. Nobody likes this guy. Good villain beard. Can't Great even, villain beard. Can't even get Bruce Wayne to throw him a little fundraiser to, <laughs> to raise some money for his super pack or whatever. No right? phonies. No sycophants. He's got None nobody coming to his house. He doesn't even have to burn his house down. He's got nobody there. He's got to go travel through time to, to get campaign money. Is that the yeah. saddest thing you ever heard in yeah, your it's life? Pretty, it's a pretty sad plan, like, for real. If I'm traveling through time to get money, I'm going to do it to get money. Yeah. Not because I need campaign dollars. He needs the power, though, Drew. He this needs the, craves power. But at, one, at what point do you just not care about being president because you just got all this money? You can become a CEO of something. Because it's, the presidency is one thing money can't buy, but it, it can buy it. They introduce it, it can buy it, but it can't buy it. Do you get my drift? Do you get yeah, me? I get Do you. you. Get I get you. They they introduce this guy. He wants those new codes, man. That that's true. With them codes. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's introduced as they he's leaving for work, and all these people come into this house, and you kind of see his face. What I wanted to ask you, and I wasn't sure about this when I watched it. Did Van Dam later in the movie know that that was Macomb that? basically killed his wife because he was in the window and they showed his face, yeah. but I wasn't sure if it was for the viewer yeah, or I think, for Van Damme. I think the viewer saw it, but he didn't see it. He was too busy being beaten up and shot Cause in their, to see it. In their yeah. first interaction, he had there was a weird tension there, but maybe yeah. he already knew that it was him at that point. I don't know. I don't think so. So they cut to another scene where he's at this Senate hearing. They're on like the secret subcommittee for... Secret things. I don't know if it's the Area 51 people, the UFO, <laughs> the UFO police, yeah. but it's a bunch of senators. And he's on this board where this cop or some type of FBI agent comes and talks to him and tells him, by the way, you ever hear of this? Yeah, this doctor, he invented time travel. We, and man, we did it. We the, did it. The head or the, the chair of this committee <laughs> is just like, this guy might as well have like five heads. Like, he's like Star Wars, Star Trek, geek, geek, get geek, out of here. Out of here, you nerd. Like, I thought that was completely stupid because if yeah. you're on the head of the secret committee, like nothing should be off right. book for you. Like nothing should be that outlandish. Yeah. Like I did you did you feel the same way? Yeah, you should assume that we're working on all the latest technologies and anything is possible as long as we got guys working on it. What McComb's reaction here was very interesting. So do you think he went back at that point or he was identifying another business opportunity? Yeah, so now we're getting into the loop of time travel and 
at, when I first saw the movie, so this is like the first scene of the movie, right? Yeah, it's after like one the, of after the, first the opening scenes. credits. By the way, great opening credits. As we were watching this back, I didn't think anything of it. So he very quickly volunteered, "Hey, I'll fund you." Uh, after everyone else was kind of like, "No." So, but as the movie went on, and as I realized as he was going back to do other things and and, and um, collect money, made me think of the smirk he had on his face when he said, "I'll, I'll fund you." And I feel like his former self told him to fund him. You know, it, it seemed like this had happened before, basically. And we saw that happen later in the movie where he like saw himself as CEO of a company or he was yeah. an investor in one of the companies. Right. The look on his face definitely was a giveaway at some point that either A, this guy's bad, or B, he's already been here before. It's the beard, first of all. Yes. I mean, he has the beard. But it's but, like, the beard doesn't serve his face well. No, the beard... But I don't know, it kind of does though. He kind of had like an eighties look to him, but he kind of had a Hans Gruber thing going on. Yeah, because right? he had the suit and the beard and the, yeah, and the hair. Right. But as far as the the loop, we could get we could get into it. The chicken or the egg. Um, the scene had to have happened first, but how could it have happened first if he himself knows about time travel and tells himself <laughs> to tell him to fund the time travel? Yeah. Right. And it's kind of like the whole Kyle Reese thing. Is Kyle Reese John Connor's father? How did the first timeline iteration go? How did John Connor originally get bored in the first timeline? It's that whole thing. We'll get into that later, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to think that he knew. I want to ask you. You know, we talk about a little bit about his beard. Let's just talk about him. We rate the villains because we yeah. got to do it. It's just yeah. it's our duty. How do you rate this guy? You know, and and I think we should come up with some type of standard categories. We don't have to do right this second. Yeah, but I think you know you could talk about maybe his plan. You talk about maybe his look. His look, of course. Talk about like very important. His um his, his reach his henchman his henchman yeah his like, quality of henchman what do you yeah. what do you think about this guy all right well quality of henchman is pretty low because first of all they're mainly equipped with tasers it's pretty bad slow moving like, give away the shot type tasers <laughs> with 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 tells right the guy pushed the button yeah. and it was literally like two full seconds yeah and it's like a buzzer going off I am starting the tase now get out of the way and Van Damme's <laughs> able to move away from it <laughs> like. <laughs> His henchmen look like knockoff pro wrestlers. It looks like it looked like the third nasty boy, this guy basically. Yeah. And let alone the skinny guy with the biggest skullet of all time. That guy had great hair. Yeah, great skullet. And they're wearing these futuristic like army boot type I don't even know. How would you describe it? I, I thought the know. one guy had Zubas on, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> he had Zubas. They look like pro wrestlers. Like a pro wrestler wears Zubas in the nineties. They would go, they would walk in the airport, look like that, a fanny pack. Yeah. Right? So the henchmen are not good. His plan little complicated, little overly complicated to fund his presidential. <laughs> just, just rob just a become, bank? Just, yeah, or just find a way to raise the money. You got to go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why this guy's an idiot. Let me ask you this, Drew. How many times would it take you to travel back in time to get rich? Maybe once, right? If you think about it real hard, you know that you know time travel exists. I feel like if you thought about it long and hard for a good solid three months, you could figure out a way to get rich one time. From one trip. Yeah. Not a guy going back to the 20s a hundred times to get to. He was betting on oil stocks. Yeah, to bet on oil stocks to eventually get you rich. In the 20s. It would take one time for me to become a billionaire, I feel. (laughs) I would think maybe I think about a six months. Maybe a six month plan. What's the best way? I don't know. 
but what if like Van Damme was on your tail? Like, did he have, the question is, was he not becoming rich because his funds were constantly being seized yeah. by the TEC? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't how many, sure. How many of his get rich quick plans were foiled it's by like the whack-a-mole. TEC? Yeah. You know, right. they're playing whack-a-mole like, oh, here's somebody and, in Dubai. You know, now I'm just contradicting myself. I just realized the fault of my, 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 uh, <laughs> my, my, my thesis here, my hypothesis. Maybe a, such a big move is impossible because it creates, they call it, they talk about the ripple of this movie. It's too much of a ripple. It causes too much of a ripple. Time tsunami. And it would like, the alarm would go off. The TEC alarm would go off. Look <laughs> at all this. History has changed. Like, but yeah. I don't understand. That's, and I know we'll get to the rules. That it just, I don't understand it. We should come back to it. But like, what's the alarm that's setting it off? Like, how do they know that history is changing? Because wouldn't they just change? Like, I don't want to yeah. confuse everybody that's listening, and I'm going to be very careful about I, it. I, I see exactly what you're saying. You see what it's, I'm it's saying, a, though. It's a plot hole. It's a plot sure. hole, right? But, yeah. you know, I just praise them for not going into it. Yeah, sometimes there's a ripple, and sometimes people are oblivious to the change, except for the guy who just came back from the past. I mean, he he was... Listen, this guy was pulling all kinds of time traveling out of his ass. <laughs> he went back to the Civil War. <laughs> to steal some gold. <laughs> and he stole Confederate gold. Yeah. Like... Would you? I wouldn't even no. think of that. Now we don't. We don't know if he, uh, that was his deal or just another deal to show that time travel is possible. Yeah, I'm going to assume it's his deal because they didn't do a good job of explaining it. It was just an opening, opening credits type. Scene. Were they like trying to say, "Hey, this is like, you know, this is how far you could go back"? Yeah. Look at this guy. He's got a futuristic gun and he's just mowing down these Civil War dudes. It's not fair. <laughs> it's just, but he stole it from the South, so yeah, so as to okay. not as to not flip <laughs> right? the war, flip the history, yeah. <laughs> If you'd have robbed the, the North Ulysses S. Grant, that's a big ripple, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's a huge that's, ripple. That's the time tsunami, man. Yeah. They're gonna it's gonna turn everything yeah. topsy turvy. Right. And they went back then, and then he had this guy that was Van Damme's partner go back to like 1920s yeah. to, to bet on like shorting oil stocks. Yeah, to bet on stocks up on Wall Street. Yep. Didn't that seem like like why go back that far? Was it so far that no one would really notice? Or maybe it's the type of thing where, hey, I got rich on stocks. Hey, lucky guess, right? But you could do it in the 50s. You could do it in the 60s. You True. could do it 10 years you before could, that. You could bet on the Super Bowl, man. That's what I mean. Go bet on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Get the sports almanac. Yep. Like, I don't understand. It, bet it, on Mike Tyson. It's you know? just, it's really or weird bet on Buster to Douglas. Yeah. Do. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went back and he was, he, he was an investor in some type of company. He was doing some type of cold fusion silicon chips, some type of computing he wound up meeting himself. That's like a whole another yeah. thing. We'll get into the rules there. So, but I, I do agree with his plan to try to buy himself a network, which was his big move. That's fine. I and that'll also not only will it get you insanely rich, but it'll give you the automatic visibility that he wanted and that he felt that he need to properly run for president. I don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but like yeah. where do you think this guy ranks in the 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 Hall of Fame of of guys that we've done on this show before. You don't have to literally. I feel rank like you him. just. I feel like you just put me on the spot. You Is, said you, you don't want to. I feel like you wanted but to. But would would you say that he's in the top half? Is he in the top no, third? No. Is he's, he at the bottom? He's pretty weak, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's I don't weak. think he does anything himself. I respect his look, and I respect. <laughs> I respect his goal to become president. That's a pretty it's a lofty goal. villainous thing to be president, knowing you're a heel. Yeah. <laughs> and think, you know what? I'm going to make this country better. Maybe not better, but better he, for me. He wants to own as it. As I see it. As I see He's it. He's going to write the laws. Yeah, right. <laughs> I respect his plan. I respect his look. I don't respect his henchmen. I don't respect the way he went about his plan. So it just seemed really stupid. We did 69 episodes. Maybe there have been 50 villains. Yeah, I don't the 69 know. episodes, he would be... Maybe somewhere in the 
high 30s, low 40s yeah. in the villain scale. I, I think he's definitely above yeah. Senator Trent because Trent was just working with the mafia yeah. from back of, from some of the van. Senator or, Trent wasn't like the top guy. No. We just never saw the top guy on screen. He was just on the take. Senator Trent definitely had a boss, but we just didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Steven Seagal, hard to kill. So Look it up in the Senator archives. Trent. Look it's, it up in the archives. Bad. But let's talk a little bit about the TEC. Because this guy's traveling, or he's having people travel through time for him. What's the boss? How do you pronounce his name again? Patuzak. 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 Why make a name that's hard to pronounce? It's definitely a that guy from that thing, but I, yeah. I'm blanking on the things that that guy was in. But he's definitely been in a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's a that guy for sure. He's in a, been in yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. This guy was the head of police for DC, which I thought was an odd choice. Top cop. Top cop. Like, if... Yeah. You know, like I typically wouldn't you appoint like a top FBI agent or you would appoint sure. like a top general. Like, I guess this guy knows how to catch bad guys. Well, if you remember, he was in on the the, the hearing, Senate, the, the Senate committee, the first hearing where we talk about time travel. And he had like a decorated like general suit on outfit. Yeah, but he uniform. Was, it uniform. was like the police commissioner. Outfit. Right. But but he was like, he's he's very experienced. Yeah. I'm not right? saying he couldn't do he's it up for the job, but I feel like these government jobs, it's, you know, yeah. they're, they're appointing each other like the FBI guy or the CIA. Yeah. It may be more of like a covert thing. Like they just went till the DC police chief of this. But also that was, that meeting help was in 1994. That's true. What happened between that and 2004? That's the true. I got, the guy got promoted. That's did true. A good job. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He was set up to, he was set up to head this thing. The time enforcement commission Bad As name again. Joked about Bad it. name. Like I, I it's just a mouthful. I don't know. Like the thing that confused me about this place was a couple of things, and I, I, without getting too nitpicky, I wasn't clear on whether they were policing the world and the time of all of the world and all yeah. time, or were there other competing TECs in other countries where they were trying to get certain people? Because there was a scene when he was walking through the. The, the halls of the place and he was like yeah. we're getting a reading over in the Middle East it looks like somebody's trying to right. do gold or what something right it it's, what, what was your take it sounded like they were Team America World Police right right I don't know if that were the case maybe I missed something where we watched this movie at like 4 a.m. the other day so <laughs> it really might was. have missed something but it seemed like they were like tracking the globe now I don't know if they're like they find something and then they maybe the protocol is they communicate with the country say hey we got a ripple in Saudi Arabia. They call Saudi Arabia, even though, you know, they're not exactly pals. They might say, hey, we found this. Might alter the future. You want us to go in there? <laughs> and then they say no, and they say, well, we're going in there. That's what I mean. Does this guy have full authority, or is oh. he just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, how would you rate this guy at his job? Give me the, like- on the other hand, who's to stop him? That's true. They're the ones with the time machine. They got the machine. Yeah. But don't didn't they say, oh, there's other machines because the technology got out? Yeah. Like, does everyone, the other question I have is, does everybody know that time travel exists? Or is this one of those things that it exists in some circles? Some of these secret things are happening? I think it's circles. Like, Joe Schmo doesn't have a time machine, yeah. but maybe other countries may have it. But it's not in the news, like, oh, this, no. this thing happened in right. time. It's something that they want to shield from the public. It might be like aliens exist, but only 12 people know about it. Yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. How would yeah. you rate this guy at his job? Uh, it's hard because they didn't show much of him. He was not on the take. He was not bought. So that's kudos to him for that. Weren't you waiting for that? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I haven't seen this in a long time. And right. I was I was dead set that this guy was dirty. Yeah, I was sure he was he was he was definitely dirty, but it turns out the other lady was. But um I say he's bad in the sense that he was always confused. 
that anytime Van Dam came back and said something that that changed the changed the, the history, <laughs> right? Yeah. He was like, "What, Senator Macomb? We're best friends. We're best friends. I know you. What? <laughs> like he was always dumbfounded that Van Dam came back with like new knowledge, yeah, or like conflicting knowledge. Like, shouldn't there like shouldn't he expect?" History to change if Van Dam went back in time to thwart some kind of time ripple. It's right? it's par for the course for the job, right? Yeah. And they should have some poster, some some right. set of like principles on the wall that say, yeah. if a TEC officer comes back, send them immediately to a psychiatrist that yeah. <laughs> says catch them up on current events. They need they to should be, yeah. hand the guy a goddamn right. newspaper. But, <laughs> but Van Damme was never the guy that was confused. It was the, the police chief. There should be like a dossier that the time traveler holds with him at all yeah. times to show his boss, listen, this, I know things are different now, but this is what I came I from. I totally understand that. I, I, cause things changed because when I was in there, shit happened. People got shot. Yeah. I stepped on a bug. It happens. <laughs> If he stepped on a bug, would it cause a ripple? It might. Depends on the bug. But that's but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, shouldn't they have the protocol? Yeah. If you're a good boss, yeah. you set up a protocol right. for how this operates. And for him, or maybe he didn't delegate it right, but what he should have done was he should have had something in the TEC that's, you know, it's a protocol. You review things right. when the guy gets back and you get back and you go in and you have yeah. an interview or something. Let's get on the same page. And the time traveler has like a, a file to back up what he's saying, right? Yes, exactly. It should not be a shock that the time traveler comes back and has a different worldview. I, I think... It should not be a shock. Yeah, even if you go in, like print a mission brief. Yeah. Just have a piece of paper, something. Then he's aware that time travel exists, the boss. So he should know that shit might change. Yeah, and you can't use the argument of, well, he's the one that's confused because Van Damme's telling him the wrong thing and it's a new... <laughs> It's a new Patu- Matuzak. What is yeah. his name? It's a Patuzak. Different, different iteration time. of Matuzak. But but it, it is a new Patuzak every yeah. time. But inherently, he should know. He should know. That, he should know. You know, this guy's probably onto something. And as you say, I couldn't have put it better myself. Let's have like an office. Well, what do you call it? Just Psycho- have an all hands meeting. Psychologist or yeah. <laughs> just like a debriefing, like a yeah. heavy debriefing. I feel like all time travel needs heavy. <laughs> Like at least like an exit interview. They do that after yeah. like after like military missions. Yeah, this should be considered like right. a military mission. I'm exactly. sure police do it too. Yeah. Like, hey, you got out of the shootout. Like, let's go talk to the people now and get your head straight. Yep. And it seems like there's no psychological support. <laughs> yeah. Like, wouldn't these guys? These guys would lose their minds. <laughs> oh. They would lose their minds. Yeah, man. And and this is a good this is a good segue because yeah. I want to talk about the time travel rules. Like we kind of teased it a little bit, but. The time travel rules in this, let's just talk about how the technology works and okay. we can kind of compare it to the, to, to the other site. But give me a rundown of how this thing works. Like, how do they, how do they go back? Okay, now you're not going to believe me, but they get into a roller coaster uh, at Six cart Flags. At Six Flags. Now, literally, it looks like, it looks like a NASA-themed roller coaster <laughs> that you'd find at Six Flags. That's where the 20 million went. Yeah. They rented it out for two it's weeks. It's a two-seater. Only two people at a time now. <laughs> And it's on a track. Does it go fast, Drew? I'll tell you what. To the naked eye? <laughs> it was going 10 miles an hour. Like with like 88 miles per hour, it is not. And they were they were shaking so hard. <laughs> and their face skin was like flapping. Yeah. Like I felt like they put the biggest possible fan on their face. Yes. To make it yep. look like they were like 
you you can't sure. see me, but I'm I'm shaking my cheeks right now. And the girl was like having like G four sickness yeah. and <laughs> going like ten miles an hour. You know what was great about it? Now maybe I'm wrong about this, but was it wasn't that her like she was from another department? It was her first time. time yeah, traveling. she was internal affairs. She had no <laughs> training on like what you're gonna ha- what's gonna happen to your body when this, you get in this spaceship. This jerk Patuzak. Yeah. They just threw her in the car without any training, like. She could have died from shock. Like, I, this is up there with being an astronaut, yeah. I think. Right. If you're an astronaut, how many years of training before you actually go up in the damn thing? They put you They put you in the G-force. You know, you know, like the, the, the ball that spins you in all directions. What's that called? A hydro? Hyro? Oh, hy- I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They the had hy- that on, hydro like, something. wild and crazy kids. Yeah. It spins yeah. in, like, three things. Right. Yeah, gyroscope. What about, what about the other it's thing? It's a gyroscope. That's what it is. <laughs> the other thing that's, like, stupid to me yeah. It's really dumb. <laughs> I can't. I can't even talk right now. You know the thing where they show the people in the G-Force? Yeah. Spit it out. It's like 4 a.m. right now. Yeah. And and it's just like the thing that goes around in a giant circle. Yeah. And they're just in there. And they're, they're, they have the camera on their face. Yep. And they just fall asleep. Yeah. They just, the, the neck snaps back. Yep. It happens on roller coasters. Of course it's going to happen here. I don't know why it's so funny to me. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like it, I know that that's going fast, and I know they're getting hit with like crazy G's. Yep. <laughs> it's like they show their face. Yeah, they look like they fall they just, asleep. They just conk off. It happens on roller coasters. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta get my shit together. I can't. I can't even take it. The people love that you're having fun. This there. thing, oh, man. I'm sorry, everybody. This thing was so ridiculous. Like, but I loved it. Yeah. But I loved it. So it's on a track, right? And the faces are jiggling, but it looks very slow. Like you could walk faster. Yeah. So do you think it's like a prank? Is it a rib? Like, yeah. does it not go fast, but they just blow fans on them and they just zap their particles? <laughs> they make them right? feel like they're going, they're shaking yeah. the seat. So, but the thing does move, right? And here's the thing that the most improbable, the most unrealistic thing in the entire movie, Drew. Mm-hmm. At the end of the track, there's a concrete wall. Yeah. Why is there a concrete wall? <laughs> because if that. shit messes up, they're going to die. They're going to smash into the wall. What Why? If, that's not safe. What if that's part of the technology? You need to harness the fear of the human. <laughs> yes. The psyche <laughs> The psyche is part of time travel. That's what yeah. the scientists figured out. Yeah. Gotta, Did he you, test that on monkeys, Drew? You gotta, you gotta harness, Did he put fear in the heart of the monkeys <laughs> to get them to... You, you got to harness the fear like of the human to make them go through. Or what if it was some type of like spiritual stone? You know, they found <laughs> spiritual. this. <laughs> There's magic in the wall. It's they, a magic wall. They found this stone in, in ancient Antarctica and it, it had can, properties. Can I ask you a question? Yes, Jim? of course. Always. Now this is going way deep. When the scientists created time travel, do you think they tested it on monkeys first? I, I feel like they probably did rats first. Or, or rats, maybe whatever. How do you get the rat back? It's not going to know how to get back. Yeah, it doesn't. How do they know it works? You can't put the pager on the rat. So maybe they do like hire a human to like, we have to do a human test because the animals just aren't intelligent enough to get back. That's true. Yeah. So like who's signing up for that? I Not me. <laughs> I'm not going into that wall. Yeah. That, that girl almost hit the wall. Right. She almost shit her pants. So but, but the how does the scientist know that he created it? Like, how does he know? And you can't look in time to know where yeah. it went yeah. unless he sent something back and then the past changed and he, he like... 
he sent him he sent something back and he got a letter in the mail that said yeah. hey this worked yeah exactly <laughs> how does like how do you invent the go back machine is what i'm asking and every time they went back they fell in the river so when you send a guy and you zap his particles or however it works he's gone you don't know if he's in the future or not that's true or the past or not how then do you invent the comeback how do you do it do you have to wait for the guy to come see you or I, you, you, you might you might <laughs> you might and 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 do you physically hey, so, dr dr ox it worked the other question that i have and i don't want to i don't want to get too deep into this but oh we're deep how how does it work like so the bubble appears right at the yeah. wall and they go through okay yeah so yeah, let's get back on track yeah Literally. tell me more about that because i, I want to know of the, of the, of, on the track the we're going 10 coaster. miles an hour so they go they plummet to their desk towards the magic wall but they don't hit the wall the fear harnesses yeah. the 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 ship disappears, right? Yeah. And we're cut to the past, whatever time. They always went back to 1994. I don't know why. Yeah. They always went back to 94. <laughs> like that reviewer said. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the car is now gone. The rocket ship is gone and a bubble appears in the atmosphere and they drop into the new, into the new time. The bubble was not, not not the greatest CG, but it is a bubble nonetheless. I thought it did the effect. It did the yeah. effect, right? Their clothes are intact. Everything's intact. They got all their stuff. They have their weapons. They have their like electronics. They survived everything. Everything transfers. Yeah. Right? It's not like Terminator where you go naked. Yeah. You lose right. everything. Yeah. But they have this beeper yeah. or a pager. It looks like a pager for sure. It, it looks like a giant like remote control or too. Or something that you like the weight, the, the server hands you. The, the hostess hands you at a restaurant. Yeah, you go to like a your restaurant. table's ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look like that. That's what it looks like. And that's what gets yeah. you back? Yeah. Does it tie you to the time? Like, how, do, how does it work? Is it like, are you, is your spirit going through time? They chipped off part of that wall, and the wall is inside each one of those harnesses. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, it, but that's what's confusing. Like, I'm probably overanalyzing it. I know we are, but it's, yeah. it's, it's well, interesting to this, me. This is why, you know, we have to talk about it because time cop didn't have time to, and that's uh, we commend them for. Yeah. It. And I'm okay with it, yeah. but it, it, it lets it up to your mind, right. Yeah. To figure out how, how it works. Right. All right, Drew, we got to move on here because we could talk about this, the time, the possibilities of the time cop time travel forever. So now Van Damme's ready to finish the job. Yeah. And at the same time, he needs to, he needs to figure out a way to save his wife's life because as we said earlier, his wife had died in the opening scene where Van Damme's house was burglarized by the future thugs, right? It blew it up. Yeah. So Van Damme's going to travel back to 94 the day his wife was murdered and he was shot left for dead. And we're going to, we're going to thwart this little thing and we're going to get McCobe. We're going to take, we're going to take him out of commission and we're going to, we're going to catch him in the act and we're going to do all this. So he goes back in time, goes back to the same mall that we showed. We, we, Gave you the the audio clue at the beginning. Tells his wife, "Hey, satisfaction. Listen, yeah, I got different hair. I know my hair is super awesome. Like, this awesome. is my hair in the future. It's can't be tamed like a lion. Peak Van Damme yeah. hair. Your my other self, my my your present self, my past self. Can't tell him anything. Just get him home. Make the sweet love. Keep him upstairs. I'm gonna get this bad guy. I know you don't believe me, but you're gonna have to. You have to trust me." So she does all that. Long story short, McComb sets forth to set. I have another assassination uh, plot to try to get him to finish the job to kill McComb to kill uh, Max for good this time, Van Dam. And uh, what happens there? <laughs> and then he touches himself. Then he touches himself. <laughs> Van Dam gets the trump card by getting past McComb to see future McComb, and he pushes him into him. 
Same matter, same space, same time. He gets him to show up. He made some phone call. And then turns into some Cronenbergian nightmare. That's what they spent the special effects yes, on. And much. he turned into liquid. Here's my question. On the original assassination attempt, when they were trying to get Van Damme out of the picture, because they know that he's the greatest time cop who ever time copped. <laughs> they waited for him to go outside and they like jumped him. And then they shot him in the gut. Not the head. And of course, you had a bulletproof vest on. You always got to shoot him in the face. And you got to show it, too. Yes. Every day time you get shot with a bulletproof vest in the movie, you have to, like, rip your shirt. I don't know why. To show that you have a vest. But why did... But... And this plot... This plan ultimately ended with them blowing up his house. <laughs> with Van Damme outside... To, for why? To, like, destroy the evidence? Was he supposed to be in it? I don't know. Because then... But they shot him outside and left him on the sidewalk. Yeah, I didn't know if it was the same as the end where they have the bomb and they're showing the five minutes. And but they had the bomb the in, the, in, the, in the opening scene, too. They had the bomb because the house exploded as Van Damme was running towards it to try to save so his wife. If if McComb was a smart man, yeah. he would have just used a car bomb or he would have no. just put the bomb during yeah. the day. Who you cares? Know what? Van Damme and his wife, you know, they're making sweet love gratuitously. Put the bomb then. Just like, you know, just like, just like crack the window. Pew. And just like slide the bomb in there. And yeah. don't set it for five minutes. Set it for like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I guess this guy just is not a good villain. He's not a good that's, villain. Yeah. He, his plans are too convoluted. I like his <laughs> plans. He's not. I like his plans. His execution is very suspect. Yeah. He's got the right idea. Yeah. Bomb in a house is a good way to, to, to yeah. get somebody gone. But, but this conversation is moot because how I described that final scene, they turned it off. Did we, All the listeners just turned it off. Did we just do an Andy Dwyer like, yeah. then this has happened? And then he, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> I it was. I think we just pulled yeah. an Andy Dwyer yeah. for 45 minutes of that movie. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that about sums the movie up. Yeah. There's like a couple of random things, though, that I want to talk about before we get out of here because I know we're, we're close to time, but I want to talk about the TEC one last time. And I want to talk about office etiquette. Okay. So, you know, you ever have a Samsung VR bad way? Do you ever... Sure. You know what you're talking about? Like the, the Samsung gear, they make a... What is it? The Google Cardboard and all this stuff. Yeah. How would your boss handle you if you were sitting at work just watching porn on a VR porn at oh, your you desk? Know, well, besides the immediate firing, I'm sure the cops would be called. <laughs> because the, the scientists of this place, yeah. the brains of the operation behind yeah. the TEC... I think his name's Ricky. He's literally watching VR porn. Yeah on his his screen and in his headset and he's clearly enjoying it as if as if the gratuitous boob sex wasn't enough we got to get the gratuitous video porn boobs and everybody to get just the hammer home that R rating and everybody just seems to accept this thing yeah and i don't know if i've ever told this story on the air and i'll try to make it quick yeah. but i vividly remember when i was younger in 90 whenever this came out on vhs yeah my uncle went to blockbuster and rented this for us yeah and I remember he tried to stand in front of the TV when the boobs came on the TV. <laughs> and as as I was probably, what, in like fourth or fifth grade at that point, whatever it was, right? Yeah. We thought it was the funniest thing ever because yeah. a guy trying to cover TV, like you can't stand in front of the whole TV. So they just kept popping out of the sides. <laughs> and it was just such a stupid, funny thing. They were just swinging. We were just, we were, we were laughing so hard. Yeah. And it, it was so dumb. But that was my first experience watching Time Cop, oh, yeah. actually. I was at a friend's house one time. We were watching Big. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, my friend's mom, like the seed where... The bra? Where the bra, and he's like fascinated with the boob. <laughs> he doesn't know and, how to like, handle yeah. it. Yeah. So my friend's mom, she like, she knew it was coming, and she stood in front of the TV <laughs> for that seed, even though the boob wasn't out. Yeah. But... The t the stand in front of the TV move... Yeah. 
like I get it because I, I'm I'm a dad, so I'm gonna have to do that someday. Yeah. But I don't think it's a I don't think it's the right move. No. I think you're not gonna you're just fascinating the person even more. Yeah, if you know what's coming in the movie, you either don't watch the movie or you just allow it to happen. And I'll tell you, my uncle caught so much crap for for renting and watching that movie. He, oh yeah, it's it's hilarious because he tried to hide it. It, he was from another town and he was trying to drive back yeah. and he's like, oh, I'm going to just return this movie. Yeah, and he told everyone tips. else yeah. that we rented something else. Yeah. And another family member said, oh, I'll take it back for you. It's on my way home. Oh. And he's like, no, 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 I got oh, it. Oh, I got it. And it turned into a standoff yeah. where they saw it and they're like, time cop, rated R. <laughs> oh man, his worst nightmares. Pans foiled. <laughs> but my uncle's awesome and he handled it with, but, uh, with grace. But it you know funny. what? If you haven't seen time cop, you don't know the boobs are in there. Yeah. The viol- There's not that much violence, is there? I Like we said at the top of the show, I don't know how this was rated R. Yeah. There wasn't even that Besides much the cursing. Besides the boobs. But there wasn't that much cursing no. either. There was no. not, not much blood either. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe and the implication so, of, a, of a blowing uh, your wife up in a house. Yeah. But like we, we, we tried to look up moviebodycounts.com and uh, we found no results. Yeah. Which is funny. But when I think about it, like there were no real murders in this movie, or at least not obvious murders. There's a lot of shootings. But not a lot of murders. Yeah, there's there's a lot of shootings. A lot of shootings, but we don't know these people are dead. Even the girl that got shot in the face, she was alive in the hospital bed. She definitely got shot in the yeah. face, right? Yeah. I was like, oh man, yeah. she's dead. And uh, Van Damme's wife at the beginning of the movie, she dies allegedly, but they don't show it. Yeah. Like they don't really show. There's one neck snap. There's one neck snap. That was a deserved neck yeah. snap. A deserved yeah. neck snap. <laughs> but like even even the henchmen who go in the try to fight Van Damme in his underwear where they did the, we did the famous split on the counter with the with the oh electronics. My God. How do we forget about yeah. that? Even that there were no there's not a gunfight. It was a taser fight. So they built not to get back to the henchman here, but they built yeah. that guy up like he was going to be like the cleaner. Oh like yeah, this guy is like the torture guy because he was like silent. He was silent. Yeah. He was really weird he's got looking. A weird, he's got a long neck. He looked like Steve Buscemi or like, combined with yeah. the guy from Indiana Jones and combined with uh, the guy from Last Action Hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. What's, what's the axe man? What's with the axe, name? the axe. Yeah, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and he had like this really weird look. They made him look like he was going to be the final boss, the final boss of the henchmen yeah. before Macomb. Right. Like he he seemed to be like a torturer type guy to me. Yeah. And the guy got got so hard. He oh, got yeah. his head rammed into a banister. It reminds me of Under Siege 2 when uh, the the GI guy. Oh, the sub yeah. the sub boss. Yeah, the sub boss where it was going to be an epic standoff down to the gallows. <laughs> yeah. And Van Damme just dominated him. Yeah, he dominated him. <laughs> Flawless victory. It really was. Yeah. The quick hands. Yeah. So th- there's just I think that that guy was really weak, but iconic split and iconic scene. When you think of a Van Damme split, that is the split that yeah, I think of. It's on the back of that split. movie. It's where he's in his little underwears, his little undies, and he's doing a split Between on the, the counter, counter to avoid electric shock. Like I, you knew it was coming too yeah. when you saw the water slowly trickling. Yeah, they foreshadow it big time. It, it was, it was. But the that's to gasoline. like make you aware of okay. He's going to do the split, but it's not for no reason. He's going right. to do this out of necessity to live, damn it. I, I think that's probably the best split. The other yeah. one, the other best split is the blood sport one when he's just sitting on the stone yeah. over, in the overlook. For no reason. And he's just meditating. Than, yeah, no reason other than inner peace. That's definitely my favorite yeah. split. So let's let's close this out by giving an overall rating. I want you to talk about this in JCVD terms. Of all of his movies that you've seen, of his career, where do you rank this? I mean, you don't yeah. have to give me a specific number, but where do you right. where do you see this? It's in the top five. I like Sudden Death better if we're comparing it to other J- JCVD movies that we've done on the show. I, I prefer Sudden Death, but yeah, I mean, it's up there. Like Bloodsport's better. Maybe it's third. 
it's third on the list of things that we've done, yeah. but still a very strong three. Um, kickboxer, you know, top five. It's definitely top five. And uh, as far as a ranking on a scale of one to ten, let's see. Uh, I give it a solid seven. Bump it up three quarters <laughs> of a point for the split. Bonus <laughs> points for the split. Uh, another half a point for the villain's beard and look with and the, the Hans Gruber look. What about the Dudley brothers? The the, the one Dudley boy. <laughs> Negative one for the bad henchman. <laughs> so we're, we're at a seven point five. I'm I'm definitely I'm saying eight out of ten. I love this movie. Oh wait, and I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, another half point up. So seven point seven five for the gratuitous sex scene. Yeah, I, and yeah. you got to give it that right. Yeah. But I I love this movie. It held up super well for me. Like I didn't expect to like it as much watching it again because yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. I thought it was going to be a disaster, honestly. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it, it, and I definitely recommend that you watch it. It's one of those movies from the 90s that actually holds up. Like, the fashion doesn't, but the story's fun. It's a fun, enjoyable action movie, and I recommend that you all watch it. But before we get out of here, we got to read one of the iTunes reviews that we got this week. Thanks to everybody that's left one already. Head out to Apple Podcasts. Leave us us a five-star review. We'll read it on the show. So we got uh, one that says, happy to subscribe, five stars. Really enjoy the pod and enjoy most of the movies you cover. Most? Of the movies we cover? <laughs> Most? Except for Fifty Shades, probably. Nobody I really recommend this to anyone looking for a movie review podcast. My favorite review podcast. David Ochoseis. That's a great name. 86. Great. It's one better than Chad Ochoseiko. Thank you, David. And yeah. thanks to everybody else that took the time to leave us a review. We can't leave reviews on Spotify, but you can subscribe. I know a lot of people use Spotify. We're out there. Search oh, for yeah, The Last please Row. Please subscribe. Hit us up. Our email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. At The Last Row Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash last row pod. We've been putting a ton of stuff on Instagram. You will see a split. The split. Instagram.com slash the last row pod. We'll post it on our Twitter, on our Facebook, everywhere. If it doesn't come with this episode, it's coming within a few days of it. I got to document it. And I'm I limbering up. It I am limbering up. I already posted on Instagram. You saw a bad way stretching. I got, I got, I got to be honest, Drew. I've been like practicing a little bit here or there. I think I got one in me. You got one? What, it might hold for like a second, so you better be quick with the camera. Yeah. But I think I got one. You got it? I think I do. I don't think I have it. I think I'm going to yeah. be injured. I, I believe in you. Good thing I have off on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I think I think, you're, I think your your hammies are a little weaker than mine. I, uh, they're I, definitely. I was good at the V-sit and reach in high you school. You play basketball, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. I was good at the V-sit and reach in, uh, in elementary school with the, with the fitness test. You play basketball, yeah. man. <laughs> a little I flexibility. For- I forgot to mention at the top of the show, by the way, we're in the pod, Potter Madness contest. Yes, yes. Leave yes, us a vote if yes. this comes out in time. It closes on Friday. If it doesn't, hopefully we make it to the next and then, round. If we make it to the next round, vote for us the next round. Uh, and we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. We're doing every other week now. We've stuck to this schedule. We owe the listeners. We owe the people. Thank you all for subscribing and listening, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Sweet. So, do you need to wear boxer briefs to do a split are you more able to limber up and do it in boxers are you going completely nude what's your strategy i got i have, I have these stretch jeans they don't pay me but i plug up the gap you at least you ever wear gap stretch jeans true oh oh they're awesome you can stretch for days they're like sweatpants i live by stretch they're like sweatpants <laughs>